B A B Y M A M A. This goes out to all my baby mamas. I got love for all my baby mamas. It's about time we have our own song. Don't know what took so long. Cause nowadays it's like a badge of honor to be a baby mama. Hey y'all, welcome to the Rosie Experience. This episode, season five, episode six, is about the baby mamas. A lot of people have different aspects on it, but let me give you the Rosie Experience on it. As you hear this water running right now, it is 7.57 a.m. and I am running a bath for my son who already took a bath last night. Let's dig into why I'm doing that, shall we? So, he wakes me up in the morning, seven something. Mommy, mommy, pushing buttons on my remote and everything. Come to find out, he smelled like poop. And I say, son, did you poop? He says, no, mind you, he's two. Son, did you poop? No, no. So I look down only to see that there's a trail of poop in my room on his feet. And he got it on my bed, all over my floor. Oh my God. And poop is like the worst for me. If, it, if anybody knows me, y'all know, I deal with everything that, that, that has to do with parenting. But when it comes to that poop, boy, yes, I'm going to Tom and Jerry. When it comes to that poop, boy, that's my four-year-old asking me to go to Tom and Jerry while I'm busy and she knows I'm busy. But anyways, um, that is definitely something that bothers me. So um, this is just to express to everybody, you might think... You might think that a woman who is a single mother is just being bitter and she just has an issue for no reason and it's her fault she's a single mom. She should have chose better. And I, I want to tell you, I mean, in some aspects, you might be right. Because had I chose better, I wouldn't be doing this on my own. My ex-husband, he definitely was not ready to be a husband and I still stayed with him because I lost my virginity to him. He took it forcefully, but still, I lost my virginity to him and I stayed with him for almost seven years we had a child but he never grew up then i get with another guy (laughs) he was abusive as well he was a cheater as well he never grew up and i still stayed with him and we had three kids together so at the end of the day i did not choose either one of them but i did stay with both of them and after i realized that they were not on my level in any type of way I still stayed with them. I still had sex with them and children still. Yeah, that's right. That's three. And children still came out of it. So once you decide to have sex with someone, I see it, baby. Once you decide to have sex with someone who is not on your level mentally, who is not actually going to be there for your children. No, that one costs three ninety nine. You're not watching that one. And you still decide to have sex with them. Whatever happens. It is because you didn't choose correctly. And it it sucks to say that, to put it on you. But that's what it is. And I'm just going to be real. I love my children dearly. I have four babies. Four, three, two, one. Love them dearly. But would I have chosen to do this alone? No. No. I wanted to be married before I even had sex. That, That option was taken away from me because I had sex with a guy that forced me to. I was at his house hanging out with him our first time hanging out and he pulled my pants down while I was on the phone. I didn't want to have sex with him, but I also didn't leave. I was telling him to stop, but I also didn't want to make a scene because his mom and his sisters and his nephews were there. So I uh, sacrificed myself for him. And then our relationship kind of went like that. He was cheating. I still stayed with him. 
he would abuse me, I still stayed with him. Everything he did to me, I still stayed with him because I didn't want to make him look like a bad person. So I wanted everybody else to look at him like he wasn't a bad person. So I let him do whatever he wanted to do to me. And I just dealt with it personally at home. That is not the way to do things. If somebody is abusing you or cheating on you, you should speak up about it. And if you don't know how to get away from them, you should get help to get away from them. But instead, I decided to just handle it myself. But the thing is, nothing in life is done on your own. No millionaire became a millionaire on their own strength. They had help with some, from somebody. No married woman with a, a picket white fence did that on her own. She had to have help. Her family probably helped her find that man. Or after she found that man, her family probably dissected him to the T to figure out if he was worth it. Like you have to allow people in your life. And if you don't have anyone in your life and you can trust their judgment, then you don't need them in your life. You need to only have God's people in your life, people who are there for you. And those people will never lead you astray. But my problem was I had people in my life, people who were just, um, what is it? Yes, men. Who? Yes. Okay. That's what you want to do. Cool, 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 cool. And then the people who did speak up for me and tell me, no, this ain't what you should do. Um, I, I didn't listen to them. So that was my fault. That was that was my fault. I wasn't listening to the people who actually had my back and the people who didn't have my back. They were just going along with everything I did. And I listened to them. It's not weak-minded to listen to other people. People at the very top have publicists who tell them what to say before they get on an interview. People at the very top have, um, I love you, honey, have, um, I didn't forgot what it's called, assistants who talk on the phone for them. Like everybody has somebody who helps them out. Our problem, especially at the poverty levels, we feel like I got to do this all on my own. I got to do this all on my own. No, you don't. Especially with parenting, that should not be done on, on your own. That's why there were grandma and granddaddy back in the day who were helping out with kids. I don't have that luxury, just to be honest. My mom, she was a very active grandparent with all of her grandchildren, but I was her last child to have children. And by the time I started having children, her health started to decline and she started to go through a midlife crisis and a lot of stuff started happening to her to the point that she was not available for me. And my siblings were never available for me. So it was definitely a point in time where I literally had to rely on my baby daddy's family to help. And his family is not even tight knit to the point that he wasn't even raised by his mom to the point that cousins doing things to cousins, like hurting cousins, like siblings hurting siblings. Like his family is completely opposite to the way that I was raised. But those are the people that I had in me and my children's life because I had nobody else. That's how I felt. But I never reached out to my family like, hey, this is happening to me. Can you help me? I never told them that. I wanted to look like the strong buff, which, yes, I'm very strong, but I needed help. I needed somebody to assist me in getting away from this man because he was threatening to kill me every day. I needed somebody to assist me to get away from this man because he would. You sit down, you hit my TV one more time and it's going to be a problem. Because he would cause issues with my psyche. He would sit there and repeat negative things about me in my ear all day. And if I tried to walk away from him, he'll grab me by my throat or by my hair or he'll punch me or he'll slap me. He, he would hurt me all the time. So it came to a point where being hurt was just normal to me. I was used to being hit. I was used to being hurt. I was used to things happening to me. 
It would not have been normal to me for somebody to not put their hands on me or to not wake me up at three o'clock in the morning for sex or to fight. It would not have been normal for me. I had so much going on with him to the point that I didn't even know who I was anymore. And I knew that he had other women. I would bring up his other women all the time and he didn't care. He would just laugh about it. So at the end of the day, I was playing myself. So the fact that I'm a single mother doing this all, I'm not turning it all the way up because the babies are still asleep. The fact that I'm a single mother doing this all on my own, that's something that I kind of manifested on myself because instead of getting help, it's not that I was just sleeping with him because I because um, I was just so in love with him. No, did I love him? Yes, but he was so abusive to the point that, like I said, he would threaten to kill me and he literally broke my jaw. So I knew that he really would kill me. So. Was I going to just run off and go have sex with somebody else? No. Was I going to just leave him? No, because I tried to leave him. And what would he do? He would come back. I tried to leave and go to my sister's house or my friend's house. He always knew where I was at. He would always find out where I was at because he knew where everybody I knew was. And he'll pull up to their house knocking on the door. And I wouldn't tell people um, in depth what was going on with me. So they didn't know that that was a red flag that he was coming knocking on their door. So, you know, they would let him know that I was there. So it was never a point in time where I felt safe getting away from him. I felt like I had to stay with him. So I made the best out of it. And what was the best out of it? He was really good at sex, just to be honest. Boy, he's hung like a horse. He knows what he's doing. So I would have sex with him anytime he wanted to. And sometimes I wanted to. And that's just literally what our relationship was. But outside of having sex, I hated it there. He was very disrespectful. He was very mean. He was a very evil spirited person. And every time that I would bring positivity into his life, he would act like he was molding to it. He would act like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. He would cut off everybody and just be at home all day, every day. But then that would get boring to him. Then he would start hitting me. The longest he went without hitting me, I'd probably say is about a week. That's the longest he ever went without hitting me. Um, Outside of that, I got, if not slapped, I got punched in the face almost every day. And when I say punched in the face, he always aimed for my eye. But I'm really good at guarding my face because my ex-husband used to hit me. And when he would hit me, he would knock me to the ground and hit me. So I got used to covering my face. Like, that sounds crazy. But yeah, for seven years, I had to curl into a ball on the ground and cover my face. So when I was with this guy for three and a half years, it was nothing to me to curl into a ball and cover my face. So the only reason why the only thing he ever broke was my jaw and he never gave me a big black eye is because I'm really good at covering my face. But the other girls he would hit on, I've seen photos of it. He's messed their noses up. He's given them black eyes. That's never happened to me. He's hit me in my face so many times, but I always would block it real quick. So it would kind of ricochet off of my arm and he would hit me in my face, but not really. But it came to a point where he had me on the ground, stumping me in front of my kids and he broke my ribs. That's when I finally left town. But this poop thing, let's get back to that. I just had to give y'all the backstory for anybody who's new on here. It's been a year since I left town. I left town last September. It's October now. And I would not be doing this on my own if I had a consistent man. My ex-boyfriend, even though he was abusive, he would help. Like if the kids would throw up in the middle of the night or something, he would help. He definitely would. But he would cuss at me and call me stupid and throw stuff at me while he's doing it. And that's not the kind of help that I want. So I stopped waking him up. I have a daughter with asthma. Actually, three of my kids have asthma because he used to chain smoke in the house. Anyways, so my oldest daughter has the worst asthma. 
she has been hospitalized multiple times for her asthma. So she wheezes and sometimes she'll throw up in her sleep and all of that. So whenever I have to wake up and give her her nebulizer or anything like that, I wouldn't wake him up because if you woke him up, it was always horrible. So now I'm to a point where I'm a single mother, so I do it all on my own. But it's like I realized I was doing it all on my own anyways. I had a whole grown man living with me who would go sleep on the couch if kids had to wake up because kids irritated him when they got in the bed. And it's like, okay, what do you think they're doing to me when they get in the bed if they're irritating you? And you don't have to literally do anything. I take care of the house financially. I'm the one working. I take care of the house physically. I'm the one who grocery shops and cooks. I'm the one who gets kids dressed. I'm the one who take kids to daycare. You're not even working and I still have to take the kids to daycare because I don't trust you with them. So it was like I had trust issues with these men, but I still had kids with them. So I didn't choose correctly. And like I said, even though I didn't choose them per se, my baby daddy chose me. He found me on Facebook while I was still married. And this is something I didn't even realize. He told me this afterwards because I would just accept whoever. He was friends with me on Facebook for years. He saw how my marriage was going. And then once he found out that I was divorced, he slid in my DMs. He, well, I wasn't divorced yet. I was going through a divorce, but I posted that. So he saw that and he slid in my DMs. And come to find out, my sister stayed next door to his uncle. So he would see me all the time, me and my sister. She said he actually spoke to us before. And I didn't even know that. He used to be over his uncle's house so much that he actually would see me. So it's kind of like a stalker, basically. <laughs> like he knew he knew my family because he was friends with my sister's ex-girlfriend's siblings. So he knew my family and he knew people who knew us and they would sit around talking about us, which is very believable because my sister's ex-girlfriend, her and her whole family gossip about everybody. So he said that they would sit up talking about us. He was told that my whole family is weak, blah, blah, blah. So he had a preconceived notion about me and my family before he even came. So he definitely was a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I didn't know that because I was going through a divorce and I was just ready for whatever. And he was basically my sex partner, the first person I had sex with outside of my ex-husband. So, and he was good at it. So that's all I focused on. I didn't focus on nothing else. And then when I finally let him move in with me, he, he took that opportunity to start hitting me, hitting me in my face, kicking me, punching me, throwing me downstairs. Like he used to do a lot of stuff to me and I just dealt with it because I didn't want to look stupid. I had just got out of a DV shelter from my ex-husband. I didn't want to have to go back to another one. But three and a half years later, I wound up going back to another one out of town because he broke my ribs. I say all this to say that if we ignore warning signs, that is called us not choosing correctly. And that's something that we got to admit. If you're the only person cooking, cleaning, washing dishes, getting kids dressed, reading good night stories to the kids, if you're the only person taking kids to activities, if you're the only person trying to figure out how to get pay the bills, how to get point A and point B together, if you're the only person doing everything but you still have somebody laying in your bed sleeping with you, you're already a single parent, whether you're married or not. I was married to a man who laid up all day. And if he wasn't laid up, he was out in the streets laying up. But that was my husband, though. And he would help me. He would clean the house. <laughs> he cleaned the house very well. But that's because he was bringing females over while I was at work. The house had to be clean for him. I wasn't looking at it like that, though. My ex-boyfriend, same way. He would clean up, but only when he wanted to. He'll go weeks without cleaning anything. But then when he's back home, he made sure the house stayed clean. Because as soon as I left, he was bringing females over. 
when I'm in the hospital having a baby, he's letting girls spend the night at the house, but he won't even go up to the hospital and come see the baby. And all of our babies were premature. So that right there shows you what type of man he was. At the end of the day, I needed to choose better. So if you're a single mother, it's okay. If you had to keep your children away from the father because of a safety issue like me, that's okay too. Don't let anybody try to make you feel like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what happened between you and him. He needs to be able to see his kids. No. If he was abusing you in front of your kids or if he was abusing your kids as well, he does not need to see the kids because an inconsistent father and an abusive father is way, way, way worse than just an absent father. I would much rather you be absent than you be tormenting my kids every day because you can't have me. Than you be abusing my kids every day because you can't have me. Because you can't do it to me. No, I would much rather you just be absent from them completely than for you to turn them into what you are. Which is somebody who doesn't even believe in God and who looks at life like something that will never get better. If you don't look at life like something that is just a learning lesson where God is supposed to walk you through things where you can literally manifest the life that you want as long as you believe in God and trust in God and walk in his in his honor. Do what God wants you to do. Treat people the way that Jesus would would have treated people. Talk to people the way that Jesus would have talked to people. Deal with confrontation the way that Jesus would have dealt with confrontation. If you don't look at life like that, then I don't want you around my children. I have peace. That's something that nobody will ever be able to take from me. I have peace. And my children are being raised in the home with peace. And anytime that I don't feel peaceful, I get on that phone and I call my spiritual mother. She's actually my cousin, but she's um, twice my age. And I did not grow up with her, but she grew up with a mother who had peace. Her mother was a single mother of four, and she took her children away from our hometown, just like I did, and moved where I moved as well. And this is a story I didn't even know. She's my great aunt, and she moved her children out here to get away from a situation. And all four of her children were raised with love, with peace. And now all four of her children are either uh, grandparents or they don't have children, but they are still very peaceful adults. And so she raised her children and she did it good. None of her children are addicted to drugs. None of her children have a whole bunch of traumatic stories. They might have some because of course everybody goes through things, but they knew what to do to get themselves out because they were raised by a strong mother. Now my mother, very strong, but she also is extremely loving to the point that she will let people walk all over her because she loves them. And that's where I get that from. I don't take nothing from my mom because she was a 16-year-old mother getting abused and cheated on. And she had four, five children by the age of 22, uh, 24. Yeah, she had five children by the age of 24. And the man that she was married to was a singer. So he would travel all out of the state to sing, having maybe babies all over the place. And he also was a chef. And he had multiple different women in different area codes and in the same area code as well. And I love all of my siblings. My dad had four siblings outside of wedlock while he was married to my mom. I love all of my siblings. I uh, only have a relationship with one, with two of them, actually. Uh, They both have the same mom. I have a brother and a sister with the same mom. I love them so much. They're very close to me. My other siblings, uh, I met one of my brothers a handful of times. And then one of my sisters, I never met her because her mom was mad about the situation with my dad. And she just kept her away. 
So I love all of my siblings, but my dad was not a good father to any of us. He wasn't a good father to my other siblings or to my siblings that were in the house. We're all siblings. We all love each other. I don't look at it as half siblings. Siblings are siblings. But my dad, he was an absent father even to the ones that were in the same household as him. And that's probably not the way that they look at it. My other siblings probably feel like they missed out on something. But honestly, you have an inconsistent father. Yeah. You have an inconsistent father was horrible, but we had an inconsistent father too. He was actually more of absent to y'all. Him being absent was actually better than being there because he was there with us every day. And we saw him hitting on our mom, choking on our mom. We saw him cheating on our mom. We saw him cussing at us. We saw him abusing drugs and alcohol. We saw all the stuff about him that y'all didn't see. So even though y'all feel like y'all lost out on something, you didn't. Because the children who are forced to stay with a abusive, uh, drug-addicted father actually have worse psychological issues than the children who had an absent father who just had to try and envision in their head. What would it have been like had he been here? The way that you're envisioning him is not the way that it would have happened. He was not anything that you thought he would have been. And even as adults, we still have to go through the types of things that he still puts people through. So growing up with a father who was exactly like the men that I wound up having kids with, I know for a fact that keeping those men out of my children's life is the best option. What I decided to do for my children, this is the best thing I could have done because my mom thought that she was serving us well by keeping my father in our life, but really he just messed us up. It made my brother turn into a workaholic. My dad kicked him out at 16 over money. So it made my brother turn into a workaholic to where Even though he has a woman that will do anything for him, they're engaged, but they're still not married. And they have seven children. Four of them are just his. One of them is just hers, and they have two together. But he still has trust issues. This woman's been with him for years, and she's proven that she's trustworthy. But, you know, just the type of stuff that he saw as a child, he he still has issues with that. And I could go down the line with all of me and my siblings and the issues that we have, and it all stems from my dad. The way that my dad made my mom feel, the way that my dad treated my mom is the reason why we all are the way that we are. And if I could avoid that with my children, that's what I'm going to do. Who knows? I could be wrong. But in my head, I don't feel like I am. And God continuously pushes me away from this man. Like This man makes new Facebook pages and new Instagram pages all the time trying to contact me. I just block them every time. I have nothing to say to you. I've learned how to discern And how to, if you don't know what discern is, it's like when you can basically catch the red flags and move away from people, catch the red flags and deal with people how they need to be dealt with. I've learned how to do that to the point that I don't even have any friends who are negative. I don't even have any friends who have those types of characteristics. I don't even have any friends who are disloyal. I had a few and I cut them all off, new people and old people, because at the end of the day, Life is about keeping people in your life who are your people, who are equally yoked with you, who are on the same path as you. And if anybody around you is not equally yoked with you, meaning um, you guys don't have the same beliefs, you guys um, don't have the same core values, they should not be around you. And God has taught me that I don't have to be friends with or be close family members with or be in a relationship with people just because I love them because love It's something that we should have for everyone. We should love everybody the way that Jesus loves us. So yes, I love everybody. But does that mean that I should allow you a space in my life? Oh, heavens no. 
If you don't know how to respect me, if you don't even know how to respect yourself, if you don't know how to respect your children, if you don't know how to respect your parents, your siblings, if you can't respect your boss at work, what makes me think that you would respect me? I no longer see people for their potential. I see them for exactly who they are. And I treat them accordingly. Does that mean I think I'm better than them? No, but I know that I deserve better. I don't have to think I'm better than you to know that I deserve to be treated better than you are capable of treating me. And we all got to start being like that. Being a single mother is not a bad thing. I love my babies and I have a regimen down with my kids, a schedule that I do with my kids, a feeding schedule, um, everything. Everything that I do with my kids, they're on schedule, schedule, schedule. And I do this because it works best for me. Now, if I had someone in my house like I used to, my baby daddy, that messed up my schedule, I would be depressed because it's like, this is the way I do things. I don't want to have somebody telling me to do things differently if they're not even helping me. Don't tell me not to give my kids a bath at 7 o'clock or at 7.30 if you're not going to be here to help me give them a bath later. Don't tell me not to feed my kids at a certain time if you're not going to be here to cook the food at a different time. Don't tell me... Don't tell me not to do certain things with my kids. Don't tell me not to do their hair every week. Don't tell me not to do this, not to do that. If you're not going to replace me in doing that, I don't want to be with someone that just tells me what to do and what not to do, but does not offer any assistance. And that's always been the case. Even when I first moved out here, I had a female friend. She would always, oh, your kids are going to hate you because you always have them on schedules. Your kids are, are still babies. They don't have to go to sleep early. You're supposed to let babies use their tablets and fall asleep when they fall asleep. It don't matter if it's two o'clock in the morning. Babies can stay up as late as they want to. Like she would literally tell me stuff like this. And I'm like, girl, that is not the way that I do things. I got your daughter at my house six days a week. I'm taking care of my four babies who at the time were my baby was a couple months old. Then I had a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and a three-year-old. Plus, her, her daughter was two and did not listen to anything. When I say she didn't listen to anything, her daughter would hit me, spit on me, go off on me. Her daughter would hit my kids. Her daughter was very mean. And I still was dealing with her like she was one of my children. Gentle parenting her like my children, all of that. She would t- be so disrespectful to me telling me, oh, my daughter said that you take her tablet at night. You don't do that to my daughter. I'm like, I take all of my kids' tablets at 8 o'clock. Your daughter's tablet's getting taken at 8 o'clock too. Because at first, her daughter did not even have a tablet. My kids were sharing their tablet with her. Then she caught on to it, so she buys her daughter a tablet. And she expects me to let her daughter keep the tablet all night. That's not the way that I parent. My kids get their tablet for about an hour a day, if that. To be honest, it's October. I haven't even charged my kids' tablets since July. My kids have not been on their tablets since July. Tablets is not a daily thing for me because I actually parent. I actually take care of my kids. I actually nurture my kids. I spend time with my kids. So tablets are not important to me, especially when they go to daycare because I work. Oh, no. If they're at daycare, that means when they're at home, they're only at home long enough for me to feed them and love on them for a little bit and play a little bit. Then they're taking a bath and going to bed. So with that being said, they're not about to do tablets in the middle of that because when am I going to spend time with them? I'm not the type of parent who pushes my kids off on the TV and on tablets. That's not what I do. When they're watching TV, I'm next to them or I'm in the kitchen cooking. When they're on their tablets, I'm next to them or I'm in the kitchen cooking. I don't just let my kids sit on the tablets because I don't want them in my face. So I had to stop watching that girl's daughter. There was a lot of other stuff too. She was a really like vengeful person and she also was vindictive and she also did a lot of things to me financially like this girl I don't even want to go into it but she did a lot of stuff that messed messed me up 
So I had to stop talking to her. But outside of that, just her parenting was not where mine was. And my kids are the most important thing to me. So what I'm not going to do is neglect my children because that's what you want me to do. She had told me to leave my daughter, who was only like six months old at the time, in the tub by herself. I said, why? She said, because babies could just sit in the uh, baby tub inside the tub. I said, no, they can't. And I walked out just to see what would happen. I'm looking around the corner. My baby's trying to get out of the tub. I said, no. You might do that and just walk out, but I don't do that. When I give my kids a bath, I'm in the bath the whole time. I don't walk out. Now, my son, he's two now, so I'm able to be in a room across from him, but I'm listening. I don't go all the way across the house and go do something while he's in the tub. But what I'm basically saying is other people who are not equally yoked as you, who don't do things the way that you do things, they should not be in your life because they're going to try and influence you to do things the way that you don't do them. And it's not going to work for you and you're going to be depressed. Being a single mother does not mean that you are um, that you are not strong. What it means is you are so strong. That you decided to be a single mother rather than to stay in an abusive or a neglectful situation. That is very strong to do because a lot of women are not strong enough to leave an abusive or neglectful situation. A lot of women feel like they have to stay in it so that they can have help. But that's not me. So with that being said, if you have children right now, I just want to pray over your children really quickly before I go. Because my daughter is in my face whining. I'm going to see what she wants. Father, I just pray that you continue to walk us all through life the way that you need us to be walked through life, God. Any of us who are not completely surrendered to you, Lord, I just pray that you get it in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirit to be completely surrendered to you. Because I do know that being with you is the only way, the only way to heaven, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I also know, Lord, that when it comes to parenting, we need you. We need your guidance. We need we need your resilience. We need your peace. Because without your peace... We could wind up being abusive to our children. We could wind up doing and saying things that we don't even mean to do or say, but we're just working off of our emotions in our current situation. God, I just pray that you touch all of us parents, mothers and the fathers. Make us better parents. Make us walk like Jesus. Make us talk like Jesus. Make us be so peaceful that other people see our light and they decide that they want to be lit as well. I pray that you continue to guide us in the positive direction. I pray that you continue to uh, pull negativity out of our spirit, God. I pray that you continue to pull negative language, negative music, negative TV shows, negative engagements, negative people out of our lives, Lord Jesus. In your name, I pray, please continue to be the father that you have been to me for all of us. In your name, I pray, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Rosie Experience. You all have a blessed and wonderful Saturday. It's 827 a.m. and I'm about to go finish giving my son a bath and get my daughter in there as well. Y'all have a great day.